Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. <laughs> My name is Sierra DeMolder. <laughs> And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who has a friend who's struggling with alcoholism. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as we see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings. So if we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. And that honestly goes for, you know, like addiction counseling as well. Like we are not, we're going to talk about like, definitely not. Nope. you know, we're going to talk about substance problems, but you know, a trained professional is the way to go first. We are supplementing that. Anyway, you want to dive into this letter? <laughs> Let's do it. All right, here we go. It is from Miso Soup, whose pronouns are they, them, who's writing to us from The Void. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I've been really hoping I didn't have to write this in, but alas, here we are. I'm a business owner. Without getting into too much detail, I'm in a creative field serving my community, so this work is deeply personal and meaningful to me. I've been going at this job solo for a while, and about six months ago, the business got to a place where we needed to grow. In a very serendipitous way, I met someone who creatively... I I clicked with so, so well. So I brought this person on. Let's call him Bob. Creatively, Bob and I work together very well and produce amazing work. Because he's the first person I brought on to the team, he's seen as more of a partner and a leader in the company than an employee, which makes this situation even more tricky. A few months ago, Bob told me he is an alcoholic. I was nervous about what this would mean for our work together and for my business, but I received it with a lot of compassion. Since then, his drinking feels like like it's this whole other being in our partnership. Our work puts us in a lot of social and bar settings, and he drinks heavily around clients. There have been several parties where I've needed to pull him aside for behavior that directly contradicts rules that I've set for this business. And today I'm sitting around waiting because he drank so much last night that he can't turn on his court-mandated breathalyzer just yet. I'm furious, disappointed, and annoyed. And somehow, like... Of course, this would happen. People write in all the time and talk about how wonderful their relationships are, but for this one thing. So I'm really trying not to say we work together so well, but for this one thing, yet here I am. I value reliability and consistency in my friendships and in my work. It helps my big anxious heart feel safe to know that I have trustworthy people in my inner circle. And this feels like it completely goes against that. It also digs deep into some big childhood feelings around alcohol misuse from a parent and family member, so it's dysregulating. I spend a lot of time anxious about how Bob's behavior will reflect on me and this brand I've worked so hard to cultivate and waiting for the next thing to go wrong. Sweet internet friends, can you help? Can I continue to trust the one thing that means the most to me in this world? This wonderful, amazing business, life calling of mine with someone who is sick and uninterested in seeking out help. 
Is there a world where I can set appropriate boundaries that don't enable his behavior so that we can continue to create beautiful work without putting my well-being and business at risk? Any and all musings you have would be so wonderful to hear. Thank you, my lovelies. I'm deeply grateful for you both and everything I've learned from you in the past three years. Oh, thank you so much, Viso Soup, for trusting us with this letter. Um, yes. I'm sorry that you're having to navigate this really uncomfortable, tricky, no-win situation uh, with your business partner here. Um, and Sierra and I are going to offer some musings and some advice, but first we're going to take a quick break. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which <laughs> um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active 
in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, my lovely, again, to echo what Sam said, thank you so much for trusting us with this letter. We said at the beginning, we're not, you know, professionals. And obviously I want you to seek as much professional support as you can. Um, but I feel honored that you thought of us when um, when experiencing this. Like I, I feel honored that we are on the inner circle of this. Um, and I, I know that this stress is is just that I know this is deeply stressful and you said it so perfectly that it's like irregulating you or dysregulating, dysregulating you and triggering Mm -hmm. you. And, and the boundaries are really blurry because you've got this person who you really respect as a friend and as a business partner. So those, those are two, you know, sides of the Venn diagram there are two circles in the Venn diagram. And then you've got these childhood triggers. It's your business first. You don't know where these, you know, this is all very blurry and is made even blurrier by the fact that, you know, alcoholism is a disease and there's a, there are thin nebulous ever-changing lines between what is enabling and what isn't enabling and like, what is the right thing to do? I don't think that there is like a textbook yes or no answer. And again, I'm not a professional, so I'm sure that, you know, go look at whatever, uh, what other professionals say, but like, I do think it's, this is all hard. This is all hard. So, um, I just see you and everything that you are negotiating in your heart right now. For sure. Absolutely. And you know, there are lots of different options here, right. And none of them feel great, which I think is like one of the, the worst feelings in life is to sort of be looking at a situation and say like, there's no like perfect thing to do here because there's a world in which you can continue to like enable this behavior and Mm -hmm. find ways to mitigate the risk around it. Right. So is it that, you know, you make sure that he doesn't have keys when he's like out at client things with people, or do you, um, make sure that, um, you know, whatever it is to help sort of mitigate some of the risk of this. And at the same time, right. If he's getting drunk while at work and does something with a client or does something that uh, would cause harm, that's like on you as the person who owns this business as well. So like there's a whole bunch of stuff there and there's a world where you can totally cut him off. Right. And say like, Mm -hmm. this isn't working. I have to let you go. Good luck. Right. And then there's like a whole bunch of stuff that's sort of like in between here. Um, And none of them feel great because the thing that you want, obviously, is for him to not be struggling with this and to be able to continue the amazing good work that you have been doing together and continue the fun and exciting stuff that you have done with each other and with clients that you've been working with. Um, But unfortunately, it seems like that last option isn't actually available to you anymore. And so you have to pick between a bunch of things that don't feel really great. Yeah. I, you know, when Sam was talking, I, something popped into my brain or a sentence did, which is just like, what is your capacity? I guess, you know, when we are negotiating tricky situations, 
Sam's absolutely right. Like you could think of a, you know, a dozen little boundaries that you have the capacity to enforce. Like, okay, no keys when we are at work events or when he is drinking or, you know, you're going to enforce X, Y, and Z, or you're going to stop meeting at bars if that's possible or, or, or whatnot. But do you have the capacity in your, in your nervous system, you know, to, to enforce these boundaries. And I think that's something that I was kind of like nodding at earlier when I said, you know, the, the, the ever changing line between enabling and not, it's also like the, the ever changing approach to people who have substance abuse issues is that it can't, it, it depends on your own personal boundaries. Like it sounds like this is really physically and mentally taxing. Right. Mm -hmm. And at a different time in your life or in a different setting, you might have more capacity to negotiate boundaries with him. Or, you know, maybe the negotiation is you you can't have you can't be in this partnership with him, you know, like. And I also want to say, you know, just because you have empathy. And. a creative and professional connection with this person, you're also fully allowed to be impacted by this person's actions. You know, it's like when we're we're talking about romantic breakups and we say like, you can understand someone's behavior and still hold them accountable to it. You know, Um, you can say, I understand that you have a disease. I understand that you feel like help is beyond you and that this, you know, that this is your life that I can't control your life and I don't want to. And you can, you know, you can have respect for that. Mm -hmm. And also you can say, and I'm also left here with these circumstances. I am impacted in these ways. Yep. And, and going back to your capacity, well, what is, what is your capacity to be impacted by this person's behavior? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having, you know, empathy isn't negated by accountability for people, right? You can have both of those at the same time and compassion isn't negated by boundaries. In fact, often the most compassionate thing we can do is to enforce the boundaries that are going to keep us and the people that we love safe in some way. And so I think there is a world where you can have a conversation with Bob and do exactly what Sierra said, right? Like, I know this is hard. I know that you're not necessarily doing this on purpose. And these are the impacts that I'm seeing that are causing me a lot of concern for myself, for you, and for like this partnership that we've created. And then what are the things that you are willing to do to help support him in finding right. the help that he needs, right? And what is are it you that... not willing to do? Exactly, right? And I don't think that it is a bad thing if you say you can't keep working here the way that things are going because of these reasons, right? Because of the danger that this poses to the clients that we're working with, because of the danger that this poses to you while you're working for me, right? The danger that this poses to the other employees here who might be impacted by that. And I'm not going to let you go, but I'm going to say that you either need to find treatment for this or you're going to have to find a different type of employment because the way that this is going is not safe for us 
for right. anyone that's involved right. in it. And what are you willing to give? Are you willing to say, I will give you eight weeks of paid leave in order for you to go seek help, to go to rehab, to whatever it is that you need to do? Are there things where you can say, I will let you keep this job if you commit to me to go to AA meetings or to find some other type of, of treatment that works well for you, right? You can respond compassionately in this while also saying the thing, the way that things are going right now is not okay and not acceptable and it can't continue to go like this. And here are some options. Here are some ways that I want to work with you to find a solution because I want you to stay on this team desperately. I want you to continue to be part of this work so much and I'm willing to meet you here, but no further than here. Yes. And you know, Sam is... It's not that he's not talking about extremes, like that's the wrong word, but he's talking about big, bold, uh, I don't know how you describe them. Like uh, they're not ultimatums, but they're just like, they're, they're going the whole way, right? (laughs) They're going Mm -hmm. all the way to not drinking anymore. And I want to also illustrate that you can fall somewhere in the middle if that feels better to you. Because again, I know you just met this person. Like I, you know, you might not feel like it is your place to say you need to be sober or whatever, even though this person probably could benefit from that, you know, but just to paint a picture of like where it falls in the middle is you could say, you know, number one, I think Sam is totally right. This needs to be a conversation. Everything you wrote in here is so reasonable and so, Mm -hmm. so understandable. You know, you could say like, Hey, this is putting me in a really hard position. I'm feeling really stressed about behavior that comes up when we're meeting with clients about being, uh, you being unpredictably available because of your drinking that prevents you from traveling. And I'm also feeling really triggered because I have some alcohol misuse history in my past, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is bringing up up a lot for me. And as I extend empathy to you, I hope you extend empathy for me in processing what it is like to work with someone with alcoholism. Right. Sure. And then you can say things like, you know, and I've thought long and hard about this and I'm willing to, you know, give and take in these places, but this is what I'm not willing to negotiate. I, I no longer can wait around for you to, you know, to come to a work event or, or to meet me in the morning. If you have to work the morning before or, or whatever, you know, like, yep. I don't know. Sam is totally right. You can have those conversations and saying like, this is, you know, this is your work. This is your, you know, dream Um, and you have the right to, to, to cultivate the working environment and working relationships that you think are most nutritious for your life and your dream job. You know, this thing that you've built yourself, you know, you, uh, it is well within your means to say, I have empathy for this disease that you have. And also this is not compatible. You know, this is too emotionally tolling for me. Absolutely. Um, And also that might not be the line that you're ready to draw. Like you might not be there yet. So you could, I think what's what we're we're both saying is a conversation is, is, is should be had, you know, and we're just trying to give you the absolute permission to say your, your, your actions have an impact on me. And that impact is valid and important, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. it deserves as much nurturing 
as as I extend to you um, and also give you some script. You know, those those these conversations can be really difficult, especially if you're used to swallowing your own um, desires uh, and needs, you know, to, to fit other people, to accommodate other people's um, what what they're experiencing. Sam, you're always really good at giving us scripts on how to have conflict conversations with people using the right language, like centering the I and, or whatever, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest in that situation? Yeah. I mean, I think that it is important to sort of recognize that you both have a shared goal here, right? You want to both keep working together. And so Mm -hmm putting that at the center to say like, I, I want to be able to continue this relationship with you. That is my number one goal in the situation. Mm-hmm. And here are some things that are preventing me from being able to do that. And again, you can have this conversation around like, it could be that you're going to pay for him to go to rehab. It could also be, you know, like I need you to not, so I need you to not be drinking when clients are around, or I need you to be like, these are the things that are like important to me. Um, And then recognizing, right, and being really clear about the fact that you're not doing this because you don't love him and you're not trying to just Mm -hmm. like leave him high and dry and say, fix this or, or we're not going to be friends anymore. But instead, like understanding that you are also offering support in this moment because you're recognizing that this thing is not okay for you, right? Like it is unacceptable behavior for you and also that it's deeply affecting him as well, right? In lots of different ways. Um, So I think coming at this and understanding that you two are on the same team in this moment and the issue here is not him. The issue here is that the alcoholism is getting in the way of you being able to have a healthy and functioning work relationship with each other. And like, I just yeah. want to make it like super clear, right? Like if he gets in the car with a client and is driving while he's been drinking, right? Like that is not just his problem anymore. That is also your problem. So mm-hmm. I think talking about it in that way too can be helpful right. to sort of illuminate why this is so important to you. But it's hard. Like it's not, there's no script that's going to guarantee that he's going to be able to hear what you're saying. Yes. There's no script that's going to be able to guarantee that he's going to respond well to what you're saying. There's no script that can guarantee that he's going to want to stop changing or he's going to want to stop doing the behaviors that are leading to this issue. Um, but I think that this is an important conversation for you to have with him, not just for the sake of you and your business, but also for his sake as well, to have a trusting, loving person say, wow, I'm seeing this thing that's really hurting us. Can we do something different around it? Might be the thing that gets him to to see that this is something that needs to change in the way that he's doing his business and in the way that he's living in his relationship with you. Right. Exactly. I totally agree. We know this is tricky. We know this is really hard on your heart and, um, you know, you're not a bad boss. You're not a bad person for being anxious about all of this. Um, it's, it is a incredibly complicated triggering thing, um, that pulls on a lot of different heartstrings from different directions. So just know that we, we are very aware of how you're getting pulled in different directions right now and the toll that it is taking on your emotional health. And, um, we, we believe you can navigate through this. Good luck, love. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you.
All right, it's Friday. So we're going to do a blind date where we set you up with something that we love that we want to send you home with. And this week we are sending you home with... A movie called Megan. I don't know if you've seen the, <laughs> the previews for this movie, but I saw it in theaters the I've other heard, day. I've seen the gays screaming about it on the internet. <laughs> we were cackling in the theater. Like it was like, it was... It was like it was a drag performance, like how absurdly campy this movie was. It was just so good. I enjoyed like every single moment of it. Uh, For folks who don't know, it's a it's a horror film. Was it scary? It was like it was not super scary. There was like one jump scare (laughs) and then like there were a whole bunch of absurd situations that were happening that were supposed to be scary. But we're just like, what is going on here? Um yeah. It's a it's a scary movie about uh, a like doll that has like <laughs> AI programmed into it um, who like basically becomes evil and starts like murdering people. Um, and it is it's so well done. It is like so campy and ridiculous. It's like one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen in my life, but it does not pull any punches. It is not like annoyingly self-aware. It is like the perfect amount of being like, we know that this is absolutely ridiculous and we're just going to keep doing it. Um, cannot recommend it enough. Uh, uh, Alison Williams in this, uh, Alison Williams in this movie, superb acting, just like she's just like, taking everything so seriously, even as it becomes more and more absurd. It's like Michael Caine in the Muppet movie where he just like acts like (laughs) Ebenezer Scrooge the whole time. And you're like, are you sure? Because like you're talking to a Muppet. It's like a very similar situation. Uh, Go see it. This is amazing. It was fantastic. Like one of my favorite movies that I think that I've seen in a very long time. Uh, It is Megan. Uh, I think it's still in theaters now, but if you can't watch it now, then at least rent it because it is definitely worth the watch. Charming. Um, All right. (laughs) All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our emails, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart to be answered on the show. I don't know if that's clear after four and a half years, (laughs) 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 which is also where you can find (laughs) our Patreon. I mean, our... Our, our, our merchandise. There we go. Our merchandise. That's right. Uh, please remember to follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, y'all, you are allowed to be impacted by other people's actions, even if you understand why they are happening. You are allowed to take up space despite being so well-versed in folding yourself into a more palatable size for others. Your goals, your ideas, your dreams matter too. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>